We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 38, the first frost edition. I'm Rando. And I'm Corey. And we're here to talk about the, obviously, the first frost of the season. Now, we all didn't get a frost. Nah, I didn't. But I'm perfectly happy with that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Especially right now. I mean, the Branson area, we we were spared from the freeze warnings and the frost advisories, and uh, just checking the you know three day history, it uh, the the a thanks Mike, the AWAS at uh, seven miles south here at the airport just came in at thirty seven degrees, so that's not even frost territory, oh. but. Some low-lying areas, I'm sure, probably got some. But let's let's talk about Springfield and Joplin. Is it, now, didn't you say see that Joplin went under a freeze warning? Joplin went under a freeze warning. Springfield was still just under a, a frost. But uh, I'd never heard anything about anybody getting any frost, or I, I don't think it got as cold as they were thinking. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard anything. And, I mean, I'm sure people would be, you know, writing in on the site and stuff. I mean, in the freeze warning... Uh, Miami was under a freeze warning. Miami was under a freeze warning and points north and uh, northeast. They added some counties yesterday. They, they they had a freeze warning that they issued overnight last night for, for uh, or overnight two nights ago for last night. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up adding some counties in central uh, Missouri around the Osage Beach area. Oh, yeah, Jefferson City. They, yeah. they went under it. And, and I, I don't know. I had not heard any... Uh, freezing temps up there but but it's coming you know those freeze warnings people are oh my it's gonna freeze those are basically to tell you to cover your flowers for yeah not, bring them in bring if them we're in. going to uh they're gonna die eventually anyway people but you know this is, it's the middle of october isn't yeah it? it's, i think it's even, about that time to say goodbye even my mother said you know, i was talking to her yesterday and she goes well you know if it freezes then i won't have to water my flowers anymore <laughs> Some people think freeze warning. Oh, we're going to get ice. No, that's not what no. a freeze warning is. Yeah, the definition of a freeze warning is when you have sub-freezing temperatures occurring, especially like overnight, uh, for a minimum of three hours. Three hours. And that is, uh, if it gets below, I mean, the freeze, you know, below 30, like in a, in a freeze, hard freeze or whatever, that will kill vegetation and stop basically the growing season. There was a graphic yesterday I was looking at that had a... Uh, freeze warning and a hard freeze warning on there and and parts of kansas were under a hard freeze warning i didn't realize there was two separate warnings but i guess there is i'm gonna guess 28 or below maybe yeah i mean one is much more difficult than the other one it's a hard freeze that's what we need to that's what that's the one that kills everything and kills everything that's making everybody sneeze and oh wouldn't that be nice yeah Oh, I can't wait for that. I mean, <laughs> usually at the 1st of September when that ragweed started, and I think it started a little early because we had that cold snap. I believe it did. 
And I've been sneezing and snot going everywhere, and people have been complaining and stuff. That's a big advantage to that first freeze. It kills sure. that ragweed, and you don't have to take any histamines kills all the anymore. weeds. Oh, yeah, lots of weeds. <laughs> and flowers. So, uh, yeah, a frost advisory, usually the hardy hardy plants will make it through, oh, you yeah. know, if you get frost. Uh uh, you know, around thirty-two degrees for like two or three hours at night. Yeah, that's not going to cause. And really, that 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 frost advisor was right on time. Uh, with the average of of frost times for this area of the country, yeah, mid October. So around the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the fifteenth, you just had a birthday. I did. I didn't do much. <laughs> I tried to uh, tune it out a little bit. Yeah. The wife was sick all day, so I just kind of took care of her. But uh, she uh, you know, she's been sick for three to three four days now, so the house oh isn't exactly immaculate in immaculate condition like she likes it. So I'll probably be going home tonight and straightening it up because yeah. she's she's starting to come around now. Uh oh, now she should are, get the whip out, Corey. You're supposed yeah. to clean that house while I'm sick. But it's good to be <laughs> 35, you know, so uh, yeah, or 42 or however old I am. Well, the way I look at it, once you get over 40. Uh, birthdays are just another day. Yep. And once that's you, what it was. Once you hit 50, you, a lot of times you forget it's your birthday until you see it on Facebook. Right. Hey, it's your birthday coming. I was like, oh, People great. didn't see it on Facebook because I took it off the day before. Did you really? I did, so nobody would see it. And then my wife put something on there, and then I started getting them. But Oh, yeah. But I did take it off just to see, you know, and it, and it worked. I didn't get bombarded by happy birthday, happy birthday, which is fun, but I just wanted to. Well, you know, until I posted it on the side. <laughs> I was looking. For, I knew it was it was coming, but I just didn't know when. You know. Well, the funny thing is, I texted Sharon. I said, "Okay, don't say anything, but do you have a picture of Corey in a hat?" And she texted back and went, "No." And I said, "Okay, I'll figure something out." And I was looking through your Facebook pictures, and it's like I couldn't find anything I could put a birthday hat on you. So I just put little icons and emoticons. I'm That's sure you cool. loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like these temperatures. Uh, we got this little cold snap, but they're going to be kicking up a little bit soon. Yeah, I mean, and that's expected. Where we, it's it's going to be not what I would call mild, but pleasant out there. Uh, the yeah. weekend looks nice, I think. Yeah, we got that, but that little system uh, that this was kind of surprising when I looked in it uh, yesterday, the day before, and all of a sudden, late Thursday night and Friday, mm-hmm. rain again because I yeah. didn't see that in the forecast for a while, and then it just popped up. I've heard widespread, but I've heard. You know, not not huge amounts or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah. But we'll just see. I mean, we're looking at what forty or fifty percent right now. Yeah, that. But it's still, you know, one of those things you just got to watch. Yeah, with our awesome little dome we have up there. <laughs> well, who knows? That dome may be maybe crushed. Uh, I don't I know. I hope it's not crushed for winter. I hope it, hope it holds through. Well, we're not looking at any snow right now. So no. we got to tell everybody, no, we're just in these patterns where it's just, you know, we're, I've said it every week, we're going to go up and down. It's the roller coaster of temperatures. Uh, I doubt, I, I have doubts that we may hit 70 again. I don't know. Cause it's going to happen. A couple of weeks is November. We've had 70s in November before. Yeah, we've had 80s in November. Oh, yeah. Before. So <laughs> I bet we get another mild week in the low to mid 70s before christmas yeah we probably will uh, now look what what will happen is uh we'll have these cold snaps well you remember like what happened we had may what is it may was one of the warmest mays on record and then june and then in july it kind of calmed down and then august was cool so it's like kind of 
backwards from what it's so it may be this cold snap and then january comes along it could be 70 80 degrees this is true and then you can go we'll swimming see. in your pool yeah, i don't know about that but <laughs> oh yeah and you posted a poll on the storm dar <laughs> yeah, site the I other did. day I'm yeah bring that up yeah it's uh what, what was the question would you rather have a cooler or warmer is that well it? it was pretty chilly when i was typing that we were in the 30s uh monday morning so i said do you like it the temperature like it is right now or would you like it a little warmer and the majority said they want it warmer yeah which you know there are people that like it cold Mm -hmm. but uh there are also people who who aren't fans of winter there are some of those that wanted to snow but only once and it's over with and we're ready for summer again that's me yeah, I didn't even want, I want that. One good snow that lasts a couple of days, and it's like, okay, now back in the fifties and sixties, I'm right. good. Yeah, but there's a few that those diehard winter people out there. There are a few, and I got to tell you, we have been or uh, really kind of looking at the El Nino. We keep bringing that up. We're we're going to start hitting that a little harder here in the next subsequent podcast or whatever. But it it really does look like we're going to eventually be going into a. Week to moderate El Nino by January, and we will tell you what all that means. Again, I have to check, you know, like El Nino is at the equatorial waters uh, on you know, South America, westward, and the uh, the PDO, the Pacific Decaden, Decadal Oscillation, I keep messing that up, is around the Gulf of Alaska, and those two work in combination with each other. So what we've got to do is take one, compare it with the other one, see what that's going to happen. I mean, kind of what what I see is a potential. Okay, we're not making any winter forecast right now, uh, but a potential is on a typical El Nino. There's a low pressure system that develops in the Gulf of Alaska. Now that's eh, kind of typical, and so the winds. Going around a low pressure, travel counterclockwise. So what that could do is feed a lot of moisture into the southern states. And it could be drier and warmer in the northern states. And I did a little research uh, a couple days ago. And on El Nino years for the deep south, they seem to have more severe weather earlier on in January and February They've had a few uh, tornado outbreaks in February on El Nino years. Ooh. And I'm talking Mississippi, you know, Alabama down there. Mm-hmm. So I was I haven't done the research for us yet to see what if that would mean a stormier spring for us. I don't know. It's just one of those things where Mother Nature does what he wants what she wants to do. But. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I've been saying some things back and forth. So I mean I am I'm personally just not ready to make a forecast yet, but we've gotta we got to start thinking about it. The potential it. is definitely there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, one graphic I saw, it said warm and dry coming down from, like, Montana down to the mid, you know, Missouri and then up. But a little cold pocket uh, in the northeastern point. And that's kind of what kind of happens with El Nino. Mm-hmm. If you got that southern feed going on and you get – I hate using the term polar vortex because that's a made-up term. But a, I'll say a pocket of cold air that could come down – we're just going to have to see. I, I don't know. I just don't know yet. <laughs> that's a great winter weather outlook. Yeah. I just don't know yet. So so that's our October 16th <laughs> Stormdart weather, winter weather outlook. We don't know. <laughs> it will be coming clear, though, in the next, the next little bit. Okay, on to the tropics. Leslie went away. 
<laughs> Finally, Leslie, for weeks, Leslie has just been out there circling and circling and strengthening and decreasing and, and you know, taking these erratic patterns. I saw she brought some heavy rain to somewhere way far away. I want to say like the France area over there somewhere. Four yeah. or five inches, six inches. Yeah, the, the, the last National Hurricane Center uh, thing that I saw – uh, before she disappeared, it just took the storm and went beeline to the east. So, yeah, that would make make total sense. <clears throat> I've got to get rid of these ragweeds so my throat will be okay. But uh, the only other thing we're seeing in the Atlantic is a disturbance near, the we- near western Nicaragua. And honestly, it has a 0% chance of becoming anything. It's just going to be a rainmaker. Um, Terra is in the Pacific, and I was reading the National Hurricane Center text on that, and uh, it said, Terra is a tiny tropical storm. I thought, huh, I haven't seen that in their text before. The uh, the bulletin I was reading on Terra this morning said is it, it's expected to affect the western states. I go, western states? What? It's like, What? And then I started uh, reading it, and I was reading a bulletin from Mex- from the Mexican Meteorological Service. Oh, yeah. But it was in English. So, oh. <laughs> so oh, the Mexican states. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. But, Spe- especially with the counterclockwise winds, right. it's going to affect that. Yeah, but the last, last movement I saw, it was going like at two miles an hour and is going to decrease. It's cruising. Uh, yeah, boy. <laughs> It's like fast. traffic on the strip. <laughs> I could walk faster than yeah. the thing is moving. Uh, and another disturbance is about 900 miles south-southwest of the tip of Baja, and it's really not expected to develop into anything. And uh, look at the Central Pacific. Nothing. So I think the tropics have really calmed down now. Well, after last week, I think, you know, wow. we had a, the fourth lar- strongest in... in in winds, hurricane hit the United States. Yeah, on record, that was nuts. And the, there's still people missing down there, actually. So, I mean, it did a lot of damage, and they're going to be cleaning up for a long time. And uh, I think that that's our major hurricane for the year, hopefully, and we're done. Yeah, well, that's our second one. I mean, Florence came in and just wreaked havoc. It was a, I mean, yeah, but this was this one was a biggie, biggie. Yeah, 155, just a couple of miles per hour shy right. of a Cat Five. Yeah, I've been seeing some drone footage. Oh my Unreal. goodness! Yeah, you see one house standing, and they say that was built to withstand hurricanes. Well, you can tell because whatever <laughs> yeah. they did to that house, because there's nothing standing around it. So, man, and the flooding and everything. I mean, I, it's just so sad seeing all the reports on, like, CNN and all the, the news channels and stuff. It's, it's just, That's why they tell you to evacuate, and they mean, they mean business. Yeah, and I've been seeing people that they've been interviewing that says that they, would, they regret staying. Yes. You know, it's the same thing as flooding. When you have flooding, don't drive through flooded If you don't water. have the means, that's one thing. But if you right. do and you can... There's no reason to stay. Yeah. And they have shelters. They have they have shelters set up that you, you know, if you could get to a shelter, I mean, they have hundreds of shelters mm-hmm. set up. But, yeah, I mean, those poor people that uh, that just can't get anywhere, I mean, and they still don't have electricity, I'm sure. They probably don't have oh, no. anything. There's there. nothing standing. There's no power poles, no nothing. They're going to have to reinvent the whole area. Reinvent the wheel. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're done with, with hurricanes and hopefully... Yeah, and uh, some people were asking about, oh, snow, you know, we posted the the uh, 
uh, frost advisory and stuff, and temperatures are going to get down. And and uh, we've had some events in the past where the temperature's like, you know, 37, 38 degrees, and it's snowing outside. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Well, this weather school this week is about that phenomenon, how it occurs, and uh, answers the question, can it snow at 40 degrees? So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. This week's topic is about a question we've been asked a lot about in the past few winters. It's snowing, but the temperature is 40 degrees. How can this happen? Oh, wow. What? Look at that. Look at Oh, it's sleeting. Oh, the roads are going to be slick later. Yeah. First, we have to understand the thermal structure of the atmosphere. In a vast generalization, it's warmer at the surface, and then it gets colder as you go up. Sunshine is essentially just radiation, and we know radiation doesn't react until it makes contact with something like your skin or the ground. So... When the sunshine makes contact with the earth, the ground heats up and that heat begins to rise. So, the heating of the atmosphere actually begins at the surface. On average, the temperature will cool about 3.5 degrees for every 1,000 feet you go up. So, for an example, if the surface temperature is 60 degrees, then at 1,000 feet up, it'll be around 56.5 At 2,000 feet up, it'll be around 53, and so on. Now let's put this formula into the winter season. Say the surface temperature is 36 degrees. So using this calculation, 1,000 feet up would be about 32.5, and 2,000 feet up would be 29. Precipitation usually develops above 3,000 feet, so even though the temperature at the surface is well above freezing, the precipitation will start out frozen and then melt on the way down. So, by the time it gets to the surface, it'll be in liquid form. We all know the atmosphere is fluid, so this 3.5 degree drop per 1,000 feet rule will never remain constant. We'll have cold fronts coming from the north and warm fronts coming from the south or whatever, which change the temperature of the atmosphere at different levels, and that'll have a big effect on what type of precipitation is falling. Sometimes a cold front will move in at the lower to mid-levels and drastically lower the temperature just a couple of thousand feet off the surface. This is the answer to how can it snow at 40 degrees. The temperature is well above freezing at the surface, but what happens is that strong cold front moves in and causes the temperature just off the ground to be as much as 15 degrees colder than the surface temperature, instead of that average of 3.5 degrees. Precipitation develops in the form of snow at those lower to mid-levels, but doesn't have a chance to melt before it reaches the ground. It tries to, but it doesn't have a chance to change back into a liquid raindrop. Therefore, the frozen, or at least partially frozen, snowflake makes it to the surface. This is rare, though, because conditions have to be just right in order for this to happen. And generally, when this happens, the snowflakes are rather large, sometimes to the size of half dollars. Of course, the snow will have a hard time accumulating with the warm surface temperatures, but it is really interesting to watch. 
One of the most devastating events in the winter season is known as the ice storm. And the thermal structure I mentioned before is actually backwards. For example, let's say the surface temperatures are around 28 degrees, but a strong warm front punches in at the lower levels from the south. The warm front will actually raise the temperature quite a bit just above the surface, but keep the surface temperatures well below freezing. Precipitation develops in the mid-levels, and then it falls through that warm layer and then melts and turns into liquid. That liquid rain won't have a chance to refreeze before hitting the ground. So, when the rain finally hits sub-freezing temperatures at the surface, then a thin layer of ice starts to develop. The heavier the rain, the greater the ice accumulation. The National Weather Service will issue a winter weather advisory if a thin glaze of ice is expected that will create slippery driving conditions. They'll issue a freezing rain advisory for expected ice accumulations less than a quarter of an inch. And the biggie is the ice storm warning for accumulations greater than a quarter of an inch. Any ice accumulations greater than a third of an inch could produce some power outages and accumulations greater than a half an inch will bring trees and power lines down. A half inch of ice on power lines could add up to 500 pounds of extra weight. In perspective, a 300-foot power line that's one inch thick and coated with only a quarter of an inch of ice will add about 117 pounds of weight to it. Ice can increase the weight of branches by 30 times. I feel that an ice storm is one of Mother Nature's more disastrous events. Because if trees and power lines come down, then you could be stuck without a heat source for several days and virtually no way to get out. So if you happen to get under an ice storm warning, then you really need to take the appropriate precautions to be able to survive for possibly days without power or heat. Major ice storms are relatively rare, but they do happen. Another type of winter precipitation is sleet. This occurs when a weak warm front punches in at the lower to mid-levels and raises the temperatures just above freezing. So the precipitation starts out frozen, falls into that semi-warm layer, and turns to liquid, and then it starts to freeze again before it hits the surface, and takes the form of little ice pellets. Sleet is not hail. They're both frozen water droplets, but they develop very differently, and sleet doesn't get usually any larger than a small raindrop. The cousin to sleet is what we call grapple. They're partially melted snowflakes, and they're really light and look like little cotton balls falling down from the sky. It's rare that you would see grapple, but a lot of grapple makes for a fluffy accumulation. Well, I hope this explains how it can snow when temperatures are above freezing and rain when temperatures are below freezing. Winter weather is a mixed bag and we should always be prepared for the worst, especially in an ice storm. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormed Our Weather School. 
And it can go both ways, too. It can snow when the temperature's above freezing. And what we talked about in the weather school, it can rain when the temperature is below freezing. I think I would much rather choose snow when the temperature's above freezing because it's pretty, you know? Makes sense. <laughs> and, and it doesn't, doesn't stick. stick to anything. Yeah, it doesn't stick. But you get that rain when it's below. Yeah, you don't want that. No, no, you would be an unhappy camper. Well, it's time for This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? Well, uh, actually, we're doing Today in Weather History. Today, uh, 43 years ago, one year before I was born, uh, there was a rocket launch from Cape Canaveral. And this rocket launch would change weather forecasting forever. Oh. Interesting, huh? Okay. Because this rocket had on board... uh, NOAA's first geostationary operational environmental satellite, ah. also known as GOES-1. GOES-1, 43 years 43 ago. 43 years ago. And nine years, I'm sorry, nine days after the launch, on October 25th, it sent its first image back, and it quickly became an essential tool used by NOAA's National Weather Service. I can imagine. Uh Goes one was in service from 19, uh, 1975 until 1985 when it went out of commission. Be, it was decommissioned on March 7th, 1985, and by then there were six more uh, Goes satellites in the sky. So that's uh, pretty important. Now we're on Goes 16 and 17. Oh, yeah, with high res. Which makes a difference. Goes 16 was, was a... Uh, Huge jump. Oh, yeah. In, uh, With the 4K or something like that. You can that. see it's lightning, whatever you want to see on there. And 17 is the same way. Oh, and the, the yeah. same thing. And the quick, the refresh, mm-hmm. like a minute refresh, which usually was like 15 minutes or a half hour per picture. Now, two or three minutes. Oh, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. But uh goes on in 1975. I, that, that's earlier than I thought it was. Uh, I remember in the movie Twister, and it came out in 1997. Uh, they featured Goes 8. That was the what they were on oh, at the yeah? time. So we've gone up eight more since 1997. So I thought that was kind of a cool tidbit of information. Very much. And I think it's it's interesting that back then when they launched the Goes 1, that they had the technology and the wits about them that when the satellite is up there and snaps a picture and then the picture comes out, in a Polaroid, mm-hmm. and then it has to somehow get back to the Earth. But you remember those Polaroid cameras, or are you too young to? I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I had one or two. Oh, that's right. You're older now, so. <laughs> oh, I had, though. I love those. And uh, I think they still make them. They're not, they don't look like that anymore, but you can hook up a Polaroid uh the type developer to your iPhone now and take a picture and it'll just print right out. Oh just, no! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so that's, that's basically right. the same deal. Same, yeah, you just same take it technology. Right yeah, and and to me, I I know we all went through this, especially people you know my age and a little older or whatever. Is uh, you know, you you had a, a camera and you had the film, and you had one picture, and then you advance it, and then you had to wait and take the the film over to get it developed and oh, wait yeah. a day or so and then come back and see what you got. Well, now that they have these phones and iPads and everything, my mother, I just love her to death. She she was taking pictures and she's like, well, I don't want to take too many pictures. I'm like, mom, 
it's digital. You just erase them now. You don't have to. You don't have to do. It. And I kind of was like that. I mean, thinking of memory when I first got it, but then I was like, wait a minute, it's there's a delete button here. You could just throw throw them away. But nobody has the same amount of actual tangible pictures to go through for photo albums anymore. You know that that's true. Everything's online. I mean, what is it? The photo bucket or something? There's, yeah, there's like several these, several websites that you could just upload your photos and. And I'll go print them out. I mean, you can send them to anywhere, Walgreens or Walmart here in town, and they'll have them ready for you in an hour of any size. You can do posters now. Or every now and then, I'll get some good pictures, and I'll, I'll have them developed. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, I need to think about that podcast, that, that tin. You had a really cool Storm Dark Weather podcast tin that you made. I just haven't. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, that that's eventually. Hanging in my hallway. Yeah. Well, I want to put a plug going on. We here have got some pretty big projects in the making. Um, This studio, I mean, y'all can't see it because you're on a podcast, but I've got... uh, Looks great. Photo lights. Oh, yeah, you love it. (laughs) Photo lights, a camera stand, a green screen behind me, and uh, we are working hand-in-hand with Hometown Daily News. They've got radio stations, three radio stations here in Branson and two in Harrison. And I slash we are doing daily video updated uh, weather updates that will that you can get up in the morning and log into, not log in, just go to hometowndailynews.com. And they got news and weather and sports and everything covered. And if you click on weather, you will see my ugly mug with my cap on giving the daily weather forecast for everybody. They look really cool. I must say so. Well, that's because you're a video guy. You can make me look okay. I tried my best. (laughs) (laughs) What's that old that phrase? I only have a have a face for podcast (laughs) or radio (laughs) or whatever. But we want to definitely get into plug for Karen Halfpop as she's uh, spearheading this. So uh, go to hometowndailynews.com and find uh, us. Stormed our weather doing podcasts. And Corey, you're eventually going to have to do some of that. I'm going to be out of town at some point. Yay. Yeah, you're you're used to being in in the camera thing. I'm not. So if you go there every day, you can see me evolve into uh, an attempt to be a, a video guy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go on to the weather word of the week. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's stormed our weather weather word of the week is well. There's two or three ways to say it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say sealometer. I think it's sealometer. C e i l o m e t e r. Like ceiling. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Ometer. Yeah. A device to use. A device. It's used to evaluate the height of clouds, or the vertical visibility, into surface-based obscuration. 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 I wonder if you're, you, I was waiting on you to say that word. Yeah. So, so basically, all this is just a thing that can go up and tell you the, how high the ceiling of the clouds are. And we call them ceilings. When you see those really pretty, cute, fluffy, cumulus clouds and in the sky, and then the, the bottom of it is kind of dark, that is what we call the ceiling. That is the, the ceiling or the, the cloud floor. I don't, Maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> cloud floor. Well, it's kind of the cloud floor in a way, but but yeah, that's the ceiling, and, and it's uh, they use it a lot for the uh, airplane in aviation. We need to bring a pilot in here one day. 
I would love to. Wouldn't that be something? If anybody knows, because that's pilot? a whole different uh, world of weather. Really, it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if anybody knows any pilots <laughs> or or any aviation officials that would like to be on the podcast. Please let us know. Yes. And we, we have the capability of doing phoners now, so you don't have to be in the studio. Although I don't think we can really fit anybody else in <laughs> the studio right now. I'm looking around. Yeah, we, we, we have plans. I'll put it that way. I've got oh, yeah. major plans to... Uh, I'm reworking the whole basement. Uh, I've got my media, media center set up, and then now we're throwing video on top of it, and the two don't jive. So we're going to... Make the put the green screen on the wall, move a whole bunch of furniture, and we once I get it uh, done, we'll do a Facebook, probably a Facebook live slash premiere, cool reveal or whatever. And of course, it's about that time of year for our winter weather outlook, so be looking for that soon. Yes, and we have plans. I've just got something stuck in my head. I think it's hilarious. No, I hope I hope it turns out that way. Well, with your videography. It, it it it'll work. So, hopefully, in the next two or three weeks, uh, like we said before, the El Nino comes out. Uh, the next one comes out November 9th. So, what we'll we'll probably really make an El Nino uh, forecast. We'll talk about that quite a bit around November 9th, and go from there. So, anyway, warm temperatures for Wednesday. Looks like we're gonna get highs in the mid 60s. Little cool front. Not, we're not going to say cold front. But cool front when the disturbance coming through Thursday is probably going to be some showers into Friday. But uh, I'm not seeing any frost potential. For I don't even see any freezing temperatures. It's just fall. Let's enjoy fall for a while. Yeah, yeah. We we need that good freeze to come down and kill stuff, and then and then go back up. I took a drive on the high road today. Yeah, and I can tell those trees are just wanting to change any day now. You don't see any yet. The, I mean, there there there's a hint. Okay, and and some some trees are uh, certain species of trees, varieties. But uh, I can tell. I feel like we're gonna have a pretty colorful fall this year. Oh, let's by the hope way, so. things are looking right now. Man, I hope so. And we'll we'll make a big announcement. And if you have any pictures that you uh, snap of trees, I mean, it doesn't have to be in the Branson area. It can be Central Missouri. It can be Oklahoma, Northwest Arkansas. Whoever is listening, if you can snap a really cool uh, photo, send it to us, either email or on our Facebook page, and we will give you credit and let all of our followers see. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess this is, we haven't seen any pumpkins yet. I mean, have you seen pumpkins? At Walmart. Yeah. I thought about cutting up a pumpkin this year. Uh, 2012. That was coincidentally the last real good colorful fall we had. My son Grayson found a pumpkin growing in the middle of the woods just by himself. I think someone had thrown an old pumpkin out there and it just started growing. Oh, yeah? So he brought it home and we made a pumpkin pie with it. It It's the best pumpkin pie I ever had. Oh, those forest pumpkins. Yeah, they just, they just it was just growing in the ditch. So oh, we yeah? picked it and it was great. Oh man. So I guess you have watermelon in the summer, pumpkins in the fall. Pumpkin spiced everything now in the fall. Oh, yes. Or late summer even now. No, Megan and Logan, my my family down in Fayetteville, they're going to be all over the pumpkin spice. I, I, that's all I've been hearing is pumpkin spice. Mm, I'm not into it much. But. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> but I'm not much of a coffee drinker. I, I may have a cup every now and then. But 
Oh, well, I think we're just rambling now. So anyway, uh, we don't see any any freezing, and let's get back to regular fall weather. How about that? Let's do it. All Sounds right, good. let's wrap this up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Storm Dart Weather. Like our page and be sure to comment and like our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.